Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Sunday morning. And guess what's on the radio? It's Stay in the Loop with Lucy. You lucky bunnies being here on a Sunday morning with us. You've got Gabrielle Caplice and Annette Baker in the studio with me. Welcome. Morning, morning. Lucy. Now, Lucy and the audience. And the audience. Uh, for those of you who haven't joined us before, let me just give you a little bit of a background about what this show does and what our purpose here is. It covers health and well-being through connection to people, people that are in our communities and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their choices and consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. Now, this week's show on Stay in the Loop with Lucy is all about intimacy. Now, I can feel through the ether a few eyebrows raising here. Intimacy at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. Should I leave? Should I turn the radio off? Should I change channel? Uh, no. This is not just a show for women either, just putting that out there. This is a show and a topic that is just as relevant to men as it is to women. We're peeling back years of adult life to get to the openness we once felt as a child when we embraced who we are, our connection to something far grander than this world. There was an ease in our body and a love, joy, stillness, truth and gorgeousness that just simply was and is and has been covered by a few other layers since then there was no effort no trying no measuring and if you have any doubts that what i'm saying is true take a look at a newborn baby feel them in their energy just observe how they are there is just no holding back so if that's what i take as the word intimacy why is it so synonymous with the word sex it could be a word thing. I mean, there are other words that get immediately related to other things. Like if you say the word relationship, you immediately think we're talking about an intimate partner relationship. Oh, appropriate use of words there. I hadn't <laughs> noticed that. Um, if we talk about drinking and a problem with drinking, we will automatically assume we're talking about alcohol. Abuse would automatically be physical or perhaps sexual. Um, drugs, we would automatically think illicit drugs. Love, we think, oh, go on, Hallmark, Flowers, do you reckon? Um, and health, we, if we were going to define health, we'd, we'd think it was the absence of a life-threatening illness. Mm. So for me, I, I looked at that and I said, we look at the surface of words. We look at the surface of, of mm. meanings of words. But there's a, it feels to me like we need to really go to a whole new level. Now, we do that on the show all the time. You have both been very much part of that. You work in um, with people in private practice all the time. You give talks to um, communities about relationships and the importance of connection in relationships. So mm. I can't think of anyone better to help me unpack <laughs> intimacy. Now, Gabrielle, I read a blog that you wrote about intimacy yeah and in my research i have i have read so much there's actually a lot out there mm. a lot that takes us down a path that i feel gets below the surface and a lot that keeps us 
on the surface. Could you tell us, as we start with the what is, what do you feel intimacy is? Hmm. First of all, I love your beginning, Lucy, where you took us back to being a baby and the openness and... One of the things that just feels very relevant, very simple to record as intimacy for all of us as human beings is letting go of our story and just being ourselves. So opening up in the body, not being guarded, being free to be yourself without, you know, um, measuring or putting a mask on or, or feeling like you can't say what you need to say or even just in your physical body being open to being close with people. It's interesting what you said about um, that sex is a word that's synonymous with intimacy and I think it's because we, one of the things that I feel is that we've compartmentalized how we will be intimate. So we reserve intimacy for the compartmentalized moment of being in the bedroom as in like I'll leave, I will not open in my body until I'm in that scenario where I'm one-on-one with somebody and I can be vulnerable then and I won't open up other other than that. In other words, when I'm at work, I've got my work cap on. When I'm um, doing my shopping, I've got my shopping cap on and and I address people within that role that I'm playing in that moment. And outside of that, I'm not free to be all of me, just myself unguarded in any moment. And intimacy allows us to be totally unguarded, just like the person, the essence of the person that you are. And you're able to reach in and feel the qualities that you are. It's like some people are are really, really funny. Other people are really, really cute or sweet. It's being able to unearth or excavate or explore those qualities and bring them out to share them with people, not have them just specifically reserved for special moments where you can trust to just be one-on-one with somebody but actually share them equally with everyone all all of the time i mean without perfection but for as 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 much of the time as you possibly can and we don't walk around like that no naturally we don't walk around like that so there's a certain level of um trust and um brave you know we need to we need to be brave to be able to do it and the key word is is vulnerability yeah we're gonna we're gonna actually unpack that and talk about that a little bit more as we go through because the idea of being vulnerable and unguarded feels unsafe and i know we've talked about this in some of our other programs together it's um it, it's something we need to unpack through the show so that so that people don't automatically go oh well There's no way I can go there because I can't feel unsafe. So, Annette, let's just introduce also what we, what I mean, we've it started, but what we know it's not. What what do we, yeah, what do we know it's not? Well, I think you've you've opened it up in the introduction. Um, 
Very well, as Gabe said, and, and Gabe's also shared on that, is that we have associated intimacy very directly with being sex, with being sexual or, or physical in that way, so kissing and, and, and wherever that Hugging. goes. But mm-hmm. um, that is very limiting if we keep it to that. It's, mm-hmm. it's the parameters for which we will allow ourselves to understand what intimacy is in our lives if it's just boxed into that mm-hmm. area of, of our expression it's it is inevitably and it actually is already holding people back in relationship with everyone because that openness that you've both introduced that is what intimacy is it begins with the relationship with ourself which is something i'm sure we'll explore in the show that if you if you actually don't have an intimate relationship with yourself which basically means you know, if we could just nutshell it and, and go into it more later, but basically means just getting to know yourself very, very well, understanding what um, what impacts you in life, what you're sensitive to and knowing how to respond to those things so that you don't put on that facade or a front in those different situations in your life so that you actually can find a way to live, as Gabe was saying, just being who you are no matter what's coming in around you, you actually hold yourself in such a very loving way that you know how to, to take, care of, take mm. care of yourself very deeply in whatever circumstance arrives. Again, as Gabe said, no perfection, but that's the intimate relationship with ourselves that we need to have if we expect to have intimacy in our lives. You can't not have it with yourself and then expect some kind of miracle to happen when you're with somebody else in a so-called intimate moment, whether it's one of the boxed-in intimate moments or whether it's just the openness of meeting someone very genuinely. If you're not committed to that relationship with yourself, it's not going to be intimacy what you're having with someone else. And then uh, if I could just say too, I love what you've said, darling, that when you, if you don't, work on on opening yourself up and being intimate then you're relying on someone else to unlock you and that's a huge Mm. job like how does somebody come in and unlock you you've got to learn how to melt yourself and open yourself up you can't rely on people to be that person for you and I'm sure there are many people in our lives that do melt us that do make us crack up and open up and and laugh and see the funny side of ourselves and we really need to do that you know we really need to not take ourselves so seriously in life um but if if you are relying on 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 another person to do that work for you that's an irresponsibility and, and a it, huge expectation miss, yeah. on yeah. somebody else. A massive not pressure on another person. And that's where things fall down in relationships, doesn't it? And again, we will tease out this a little bit later where we go, you know, what are the problems that we see in relationship with relation to that? An example that the listeners are getting immediately is us because mm. we're intimately in relationship here right now. we're all three of us prepared to to let our bodies feel open to where we go we don't know where we're going to go we don't know necessarily what we're going to say 
we're just trusting that the conversation will come from our bodies because we have lived a um, a certain level of preparation for this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's and it comes from the lived life that we've lived up till now. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to go to an intimate level because we'd be talking about it from our head, which is not intimate. It's theory. I'm, I'm glad you shared that example, us all as an example. I had felt that as well. And just to give the listeners, uh, you know, the, the picture of what this relationship between the three of us is, it's not just turned on for this moment, but Gabe and I are a couple and Lucy is in this moment the presenter of the show but also a very dear friend and the the intimacy that we have in relationship with you is equal to the intimacy we have in relationship with uh, with each other mm-hmm. in terms of our openness and and the preparedness to be to reveal all of who we are to one another and and Lucy you have your husband you have a partner but mm-hmm. you're no less intimate with with us than you are with him so this is that's a perfect example of what we're talking about that openness of being yourself with with people in your life but not it not just even reserving it to the people that you're so called close with that's right having that openness wherever you go i always uh, go on and on on the show about love because that that's uh who we are it's what we're made of it's where we're from to me it's the it's the energy of love not just it it it's everything for me and I have no right, if another person is exactly the same as me, how dare I express differently to them than I do to someone else. Now, I am not going to go and have an affair because my choice is to express that way mm. just with my husband, with someone who, who I, I, it's just it's different expression. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it wouldn't even occur to me because my expression with him is is so solid and beautiful and expanded in that way. And yet um, the same with my children, but I know a lot of teenagers and I love them equally, but mm. my expression, my, you know, I, um, I don't take them all home with me. <laughs> Heavens, that would do them no good at all. Um, <laughs> you know, that would be way too much. But But my care and love and dedication and my willingness to be open with them, that is the same. I love what you're saying, Lucy, because it, 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 it showcases that intimacy is something that you can have with people equally, mm. everywhere. And this is often something that we talk to some of the single women that come to see us in session about because they... When they come to sessions, sometimes they feel like, okay, I'm waiting for that one person that I can be in relationship with that's going to awaken me in some way and I'm going to be able to share some magic, the magic of me with them mm. and and receive the magic of them with me. And we we often say to them, well, intimacy starts the moment you... Well, you're in relationship with us now in the session, in the counselling session, but it starts in the openness that you are in in your body as you walk out the door. How are you going to receive the shopkeeper? How are you going to, um, you know, be with your car mechanic when you drop the car off to have a car wash or whatever? In those moments, you're in relationship with people and how open are you willing to be? Because... 
if you embrace the moment and you're prepared to have that intimacy of the moment, you will learn an enormous amount and a lot can be reciprocated and shared. Yeah. And if you are having a full moment in those moments with those people, in other words, if you are sharing yourself completely with them in in, in your expression of yourself and your love and your fun and your your sexiness or whatever it is every every aspect of you then you will not get to the end of the day and be alone and feel like you need to have a significant other just for yourself and that doesn't mean that i'm not celebrating partner relationships it's it's every relationship is relevant here in terms of intimacy and we have to learn to open ourselves up to all relationships. I'm not talking about sexually opening yourself up to every relationship. This is an intimacy where it's an openness of you, who you are Mm. with that person. And that covers many, many aspects. If we were just to limit it to just sexual intimacy. Yeah. I just feel so small. Immediately mm. you go... Oh, yeah. Imagine you just like for all of those single people, that's like a write-off for them yeah. for the rest of their lives. It's like okay, no they can one, never no have one, intimacy. You're not allowed no intimacy. No, <laughs> no one knows me. Yeah, how can anyone know me? Yeah, because I'm not allowed that moment. Today we're looking at intimacy. We have established that there's been a reduction of the meaning of that word, and that intimacy is a deep connection with another person. It is way beyond sexual. And when we consider this in a relationship, we may run a few bumps or possibly roadblocks because with intimacy, there's no need to justify or explain. It's like you just know each other beyond the exterior. They just get you and therefore you can share all there is about you with no holding back. It's what I remember when I wasn't in a relationship and I was in my teenage years, I always wanted someone to get me on that level. Mm. And, um, you know, if you grow up in a family where they don't get you, you are searching for it very young and you will go looking for it very young. If you grow up in a family where, you know, you do feel like they get you, not in perfection, but they do get you, you tend to not jump into those relationships too early. Or you meet someone who you know gets you and you and you, you just there's just no words needed. Now, when you're in a relationship, I think one of the key things that we've got to talk about is that it asks you, it calls you to take more responsibility for your behaviour, not less. Um, and therefore, if you make an error in the way you speak to someone or actually taking advantage of someone else's vulnerability when they're when they're being intimate verbally emotionally then you need to own up to that in the moment don't you Mm. you 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 talk with people all the time it's your it's your work the couple's relationships and individual relationships what are the most common reasons you see women hold men to ransom I would guess when it comes to them going anywhere in, with their intimacy good question right it's a great mm. question I'm just while you were speaking I was just reflecting on something else that's very common yeah. and perhaps in sharing this it might come around to to that some question. of the reasons why Yeah. to your question but something that <clears throat> happened occurred in a session the other day hmm. with a 
um, husband and wife couple. And it was just a very uh, um, comment that, that, that the woman made, just a passing comment. An and, innocuous comment. Yeah, and, yeah, and I yeah. zoned in on it and picked it up. I was like, hang on, this is where the se- session needs to, we need to start with a focus on this. And this is something that as, um, as young girls in particular, we, and, and boys I think too, we're, we're given this message that your partner, your couple partner, is not to be your best friend. Oh, so, oh. so this I know this is slightly off tangent no, no, to what no. you were asking, but I feel like well, because it will, if they weren't my best friend, I would be holding them to ransom to that. So yes, yeah, so, so they, yeah, yeah. So so this woman made a comment about something like, oh, well, he's I can't remember what it was, but he's not my best friend. I've got my best friends, and that's what they're for. That's she was basically saying, yeah, her best girlfriend. That's that's where I open up. That's where I'm vulnerable. That's where I'm raw. And I was like, hang on a second, are you saying that? your partner here is not your best friend and you are you actually saying that you've never even considered that that's a possibility? She said, she swore blind. She said, I have never considered it as a possibility. Now, she's not alone. No. She is not alone. So there's there's all sorts of stuff that can come up and go wrong in relationships if you are with someone and they are not your, at least amongst your best friends yes <laughs> you, know, you can yes. have other best friends oh, no. but you, if you they're just not a can of worms in but if mind. they're not a, amongst your best friends yeah. if they're if you're considering that they lay out they they sit outside yeah that there's there's a whole lot of um functionality there's a whole lot of boringness protection protection um contracts of hold it, holding yeah. each other to ransom as you say over certain things conditions conditions mm. so there's of how the relationship should be. And I love that this woman, it was, there was nothing personal. She clearly loves this person because, can I say, to go for couples counselling, you have to love yeah. the person enough to, to question whether mm. there is any uh, future because yeah. you know that when you go for couples counselling, you're going to open up to, uh, to what could be quite a tricky, tricky conversation. So clearly there was a love there for her, Absolutely. but it didn't occur to her that there was anything wrong with that. But She'd never, the, never had it as a possibility. That wow. was what was alarming. But as, and we said to her, "You're not alone." But this is what girls and boys are brought up to think: you have your mates, you have your girlfriends, and then you have your partner. Mm. But all of that is learned behaviour because it's what we witness in the home. Yes. So it starts with our intimacy. What we learn about intimacy, it's it's staggering actually when when we counsel adults and they talk about their intimacy in their relationship if we we say what about your intimacy often we have to go back to what were your earliest memories and understandings of intimacy in your family how did your parents how did you see your parents be intimate with each other what was the reflection what Mm -hmm. were the what were the ways that they were were they open in their bodies with each other were they affectionate did they laugh a lot together? Did they share themselves with each other? Did they share themselves with you? Or were things closeted? Were things, when they got difficult, not dealt with, swept under the carpet, not spoken about, shut down, all of that kind of stuff? So, you know, there's a language of intimacy as well too. There's an openness and a free, uh, uh, 
a freedom to talk about things at the dinner table and all of that kind of thing. So kids learn in a very early age and that, that the woman in the session would have learned from her family in a particular way that the husband is not necessarily your best friend mm. because she would have gone to her sisters, the, the mother would have gone to her sisters or her female friends that she felt very close and safe with to express with rather than actually speak to her partner. Yeah. And we we see that a lot in relationships where the women actually where women are actually more confiding in their closest female relationships uh, rather than their male husband partner because it's like he's kept in the dark a bit like a mushroom like he's not aware <laughs> of what's going on oh that's a in, bad picture <laughs> but no i've i've but I've, you're absolutely I've, right I've it's, seen a festering. it's like don't tell your yeah. dad you know the mum even says to the kids don't tell your dad about what's going on, you know, because he's he'll hit the roof or... And you learn these behaviours like you can't go to certain places, you can't disclose, you can't be transparent yeah. in your relationship. That's learnt as a child watching how your family is. But, but this in itself, it, 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 I've come around now to seeing how this situation is representative of holding people to ransom in relationship. If you are keeping your you know, your vulnerabilities, your sensitivities, your, your hurts to yourself or your, your sharing them with someone else. But then you expect your partner to know you intimately Hello. and fix exactly you right. and not trigger you. Yeah. That is totally holding someone to Absolutely. ransom because you haven't actually let them in. No. But yeah. then you want them to fix you. Absolutely. I mean, hello, that is so common. I I hear that one and see that one all the time. Yeah. And we have to take some responsibility for it, don't we? Um a couple of things I, I picked up from what you were saying. There is spoken and there's unspoken communication. Mm. So sometimes the parents cannot be saying anything. It's what you watch and you see. Mm. And I talk with a lot of parents about mirroring neurons. In, in adolescent years and as kids grow up, they watch and learn. That's one of the brain things that's happening is is that they mirror what they see and you see it very fantastically when a <laughs> an adult is trying or certainly me I was trying to teach my little ones how to eat I would put the spoon up I would open my mouth as they opened their mouth and then we both closed it together as I took the spoon out no like I ate so much air as they were eating you know <laughs> apple puree apple and pear puree but you know they're, they're, we learn by mimicking so mm. what we see it's very important what we see is what we do and if you think about the yeah. era that some of when we go back a couple of generations and men were having to potentially go to war yes they could not allow themselves to go there and women picked that up very quickly mm. they couldn't go to that sensitivity because they'd have to deal with the trauma of what they'd seen they had to shut a lot off so there are traumas that people experience in life now where we need to bring some understanding mm. don't we about that some people it's very difficult to peel off those layers because there's gonna stuff's gonna come up that they need to deal with and they're not they don't feel equipped to deal with mm. But That's understanding, so. in just one, one, understanding, bringing understanding in and of itself 
the, the, the true compassion of that is intimacy. Lovely. Yeah. I, I was also feeling, Lucy, when you were talking about that, you know, the amount of times, um, like as a child, when you see your parents cry, that's a that's a huge thing. It's a moment of intimacy. It's it's people being able to express their feelings. That's what intimacy is. Their deepest feelings mm. about things. As I said in the initial um, opening, that it's it's about dropping the story because the story is not the per- it's just a a personal aspect it's the personality aspect of us but to express your feelings is something deeper and that is very intimate but if you mimic your parents like say your parents are very prudic pudic sorry yeah in the way that they are about their bodies you know and how many how many kids learn that behavior then that they're they close themselves up or or they go the opposite they rebel and go completely the antithesis of that and that that becomes a bastardized version version of intimacy mm-hmm. it's like okay so if you've come from a very strict religious upbringing and it's not okay it's like taboo to talk about sex or sexual intimacy or you can't you can't explore that in a natural way in your family and then you go the opposite way as a teenager mm. going okay free for all i'm just yeah i'm rebelling against this and this is how we create in in children we raise children to and and in as parents we're raising children who are then hurt by the same things that we've been hurt from generation to generation say we've had um scenarios of abuse and that has affected us in our bodies and then we pass down this message of of a closed way of being in our bodies and then all of that gives the wrong message of openness with intimacy Mm. so we're not free to be ourselves and we learn that and we see it in the way that our parents move or our families move or our cousins or you know our teachers and things like that and then that stays with us those movements become very strong within us and unless you do work on yourself to understand why you've become like this mm. like why, why we move the way we do yeah why why when someone comes to you and says i want to talk to you about your behavior and you say no i can't because you've learned at home that you don't deal with confrontation mm. and the intimacy of that moment then you're just continuing that sort of damage in your relationships again and again and again. And until you go and maybe have counselling or have healing yourself or open yourself up to understanding that, you don't get to the bottom of it. We did a show last week with Tani Curtis who talks about behaviour change, lasting behaviour change. She talked about um, getting to know your body on a level that is you get to know what you're what your signals are so you at code blue you're you, you're at ease mm. and then it's getting to know anything beyond that so there are going to be gradients of uh, unease when someone says okay we, we need to talk about that like that could be like you might lose your breath and go holy moly no chance <laughs> not a chance oh you know what i'd love to 
but I have um, got an appointment with the whatever <laughs> right now. And, yeah. and if you hadn't said that, I would have completely forgotten. Thank you. I've got to run. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the keys, run. Um, but, you know, or it might be that you go on the defense and you go, what are you talking about? This is your problem. You need to go and get help for that. You yeah. know, the, our responses come from mm. uh, being ill at ease. So perfect. That, that's, that's your... That's your thing of how we hold each other to ransom. Mm. Even with, even when you know yourself very well and you have, have this intimate relationship with yourself that we're talking about because there's no end to where that can keep, you know, continually expanding to. There's not many people who don't have some kind of initial defence reaction to being addressed um, in a way that is asking them to, to be more responsible about their actions. So that's just something we have to get used to in ourselves and understand why that's happening mm. and accept it, not not fight it, but just accept it so that the process of um, committing to that moment of dealing with a conflict or a confrontation can can be a smoother transition and not not dig our heels in, just accept, yes, there's defence there because we want to... We want to we want to think that everything we've done up until that point has been has been true has been loving. Yeah. We don't want to get it wrong, no. Because actually, I think on some level we understand what it's like to be on the receiving end of the wrong. Mm. So we don't sometimes take a chance because we're afraid to fail. Yeah. Um, I always say, give it a go. When we were walk, when we were learning how to <laughs> walk, we took a lot of tumbles, mm. and everyone went, "Oh, you poor love, up you get, come on!" But great <laughs> understanding. Say the wrong thing, and it's like, they, "Oh, well, I, I'm going to remember you said that," and yeah. it just goes into the archives to be brought out. Um, I've said a lot of things that have hurt other people, and I've been uh, I've been on the receiving end of a lot of those. Mm. But there's a great when you start bringing understanding to yourself about why you behaved the way you did and about what someone else might have behaved the way they did, then it actually brings a level of intimacy, as you say, just in the understanding. Mm. My guests today are Gabrielle Caplice and Annette Baker. Welcome, both of you. Thanks, Lucy. Uh, thank you, Lucy. <laughs> today we're looking at intimacy. Now, we have established that there has been a reduction in the meaning of the word and that intimacy is a deep connection with another person that is way beyond sexual. We've established that there are barriers in place for men and women, and just the thought of intimacy can strike fear into the hearts of those who feel they'll get hurt from being open to another person on that level. Mm. And yet that wonderful example of, of needing to make sure that the person that we're in a relationship with on that level is 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 not restrained by by a label like that's our best friend that's our mm. partner that's our husband that's the gardener that's the um mm. that's the lady who treat who who um gives me my fruit and veg you know all of those other places where we we think that we have a well we just benchmark what level of love we'll give there um, I read a comment on a blog that really was fantastic. It said that no relationship is more than another and no relationship is separate from another because there's one common denominator that doesn't change and that's us. Mm, mm, mm. And it really, again, it made me go, of course, we are in every relationship. So if the relationships around <laughs> us are different, what's different? Like, mm. if, Can we be the same in every situation? And that takes 
practice. Mm. So the answer to that is yes. We can do it, right? Mm. We can. And when you and and when you, you know, you spoke earlier about being clearer about the true meaning of words and and. So just you know, it, it's being expressed here, but just to make it very clear, when we're when we're when we're all talking about relationships, we are talking about in relationship with everyone, not mm-hmm. just a partner. So that word as well has been reduced to be, oh, it's a relation. If I'm in a relationship, it's with a partner. Yeah. But as we've said before, then what are you having with everyone else that you're coming into contact with? <laughs> what yeah. is that? What is that called? Yeah. What do we call it, that? Because it is called a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. A functional relationship. Yeah. Oh, man, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. So can we have intimacy without trust? I mean, if if you're in a situation where you're actually learning that um, you want you want intimacy with everybody, you want to be that with yourself, you've first of all got to trust yourself, but you've also got to trust others. And um, very often we'll go, I'll go there if you go there. Mm. So you know, if I'm in a relationship with you, Gabrielle, and you speak harshly to me, I won't trust that I can be open and honest with you because you're going to react when I do or you might not like what I say or I'm, I might be triggering something. And you have, where do we even start when one's triggering the other? And like what I guess L plates, what does that look like? Mm. Yeah, well... Yeah, tippy-toeing mm. around people's moods, you know, and, and stuff like that, which can be very frightening and anxious-making. But I guess we have to, in answering this question, we kind of have to go back to the facts that as a child once we were really open because we hadn't learned to close. And then in the world, as the world in starts to impose on you and you get hurt by things and you get hurt by people in these circumstances that you're talking about, you learn not to trust and you shut down. You shut down the, the transparency of yourself. You shut mm-hmm. down the qualities of yourself that are really special that you would normally openly share up until the age of five very very freely Mm. but as soon as you start to go to school and you and particularly these days you're under pressure to perform in a in a way or to be a certain kind of person and so it's like you've got to go back to unlearn or expedite all of those those layers that are in you out so that you can learn to trust to be free to be open again back to your childhood self the essence of you that is always there as a child and some people don't readily give that up so they can still have aspects of that essence that they still can connect with and 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 communicate through their teenage years or through their 20s and 30s but most of us have sort of layered a whole load of heavy stuff on us and and we rely on certain people that we feel safe with that completely understand us. I think that was the word that you used in the beginning, Lucy, to unlock ourselves and to share completely with. So the way that we can heal that is through those relationships with people that we do trust. 
you know, a consistency of behavior. I know when I first got together with Annette, there are lots of things in the relationship. Like when she said to me, you know, I'm going to be home at this hour because I'd been hurt in other relationships with people promising certain things but then not actually delivering, I didn't trust. And so at the beginning of our relationship, it took me a while to really let go and go, okay, I'm not going to get anxious here now or I'm not going to judge her, I'm not going to um, premeditate that all everything is going to go horribly wrong because I was traumatized by that before in other relationships. Um, I'm going to respect that when she says what she says, that she actually means it. And from the consistency of her behavior, I learned to trust with her that when she said something, that she actually meant it. So when you have a person that's prepared and willing to actually love you back and, and, and stay steady with what they actually mean and express to you, it builds a consistency in relationship and you can let go. Now, I would never... 16 years on but even four years on from that scenario I I was able to let go and not even worry about those things anymore it was like that hurt or that anxiousness or that that um, uh, what I had been scared about before completely left my body mm. and I was able to go I don't have to think about that anymore Yeah, and because I'd healed it with Annette then I was able to heal it with everyone else. Mm. As in, like, if anyone else challenged that aspect of me again, I was, like, not premeditating or judging that it was going to all go horribly wrong like it had had done before. And that was a learning, that was a, a huge lesson for me to learn. So just being in relationship with one person who can offer you um, a very loving um, example or um, sharing or reflection that you can let go and settle with them, p- put down roots and grow and develop in that relationship with that person can heal all of that, can start to heal it so that you can begin to open and be um, free with other people. Mm. The consistency can come mm-hmm. from us as it can come from another. So it, was, it sounds to me like it was Annette's consistent reflection to you yes. and her commitment to be where she said she was going to be. Annette, I'd love to ask you, did you even know that that was something you want, you were going to do or were you are you naturally someone who turns up when they say they're going to turn up? Yeah, and that's just a. I mean, that's that's just one example. That's one example. Yeah. But yes, and and look, I have hurt people. There's no question about that in my life. But, but this is the intimate relationship with ourselves that we're talking about that is needed, and I think that is needed first before you can really have trust in other relationships. You need to trust in yourself. Yeah, so true. that's where we need to take the personal responsibility and look at what we have contributed to in relationships and be accountable for where we have have expressed in ways that have that have harmed people so on the simplest level of saying i'll be home at a particular time yeah. if you don't respect the relationship you might 
do something which means that you put yourself in a position where you're late. Yeah. Whereas if you understand what it feels like to be respectful of another person, you would know that you're either there when you say you're going to be there or you let them know you know why you're going to be late but you it's it's like if you know someone else's trigger you can you can love them yeah. enough to say you know what it actually i don't mind being that consistent for you to show you what love is exactly and to your question that was natural for me that yeah. that particular Feels example like was. was very natural for me always has been she's a rock and mm -hmm. i'm a rock and um but yes, the point you're making there is that if we're aware of someone else's sensitivities or vulnerabilities or their things that have hurt them in the past mm. that they're aware of and they're aware that they want to heal, it's very, very important to be responsible with that and not use it against them yeah. so that you, because sadly, sometimes we go out of our ways with that information to aggravate the situation mm. and aggravate the person. So... When we talk about relationships and intimacy, one of the biggest words that comes into play and is is crucial a crucial ingredient is responsibility. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Without that, we can blame, we can uh, detract, we can we can pretend that it's nothing to do with us. Um, we cannot do anything about someone else's behaviour. We can do everything about our own. Yeah. And so it starts with us and being responsible for what we're putting out. I feel very much that in that, what what we're being offered is a whole different way to look at relationships and where they can go and how they can be. And sometimes the answer is, actually you're not going to be with them as a life partner mm. you're not going to be them with them as someone who is going to be to who you're going to be married to or you're going to be in in a relationship with um that that's going to be sexual or you know that you're going to extend to family or anything else um sometimes you it, the, some of the greatest love is to walk away from mm. an abuse that is abuse that actually mm. the other person isn't willing to change that's equally loving someone and understanding where they're at that there is no that, that in that moment uh, the most loving thing to do is to separate yeah mm. yeah and we've both had well i will say i've had experience of, of that so having left relationships or you know one in particular where there was no absolutely no less love there than when we started out but there was there was addiction within the relationship and mm. and there wasn't the at that time there wasn't the um openness for that to to be correct to be brought a correction to and yeah. and I could see that I couldn't continue in that relationship with 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 that as part of it it wasn't it, I could fi I already knew that wasn't my life's path so you have to walk away yeah and there's nothing wrong with walking away yeah mm in a way when we get to know ourselves and we have that intimate relationship with ourselves, we know that actually again we're the consistent uh, denominator yeah and it, another relationship will come along to teach us if there's something we should have learnt in that relationship there'll actually be a repeat of the pattern mm. today we're looking at intimacy we have now established that there has been a reduction in the meaning of the word don't need to even go there anymore we have <laughs> built up what it is 
throwing away what it's not. We've established that there are barriers in place for men and women and just the thought of intimacy can mean that it triggers some hurts um, about how safe we feel to be open to a person on another level and the importance of responsibility in every relationship when there is an attempt um, to to investigate what deeper level of intimacy there Mm. is for us. So how do we move forward? How do we take the pressure off others uh, to, to, and the expectation of others to be that for us? What are we looking for in a relationship and how do we build that relationship with ourselves? Now, I'll, I'll kick off some top tips because I know that you'll have a number. One of the things that I say in, in all the workshops that I do is date yourself very important to get to know who you are what you like and what you don't like there's no point in dating someone for four months and eating vanilla ice cream when actually you hate ice cream and want sorbet (laughs) or you know you eat vanilla ice cream but really your favorite is chocolate and you're just you know not not saying anything because they like vanilla and you so want them to like you that you're just going to stick to vanilla building the dislike all along you know date yourself what do you like what don't you like how comfortable and at ease are you with speaking up when you're not when you don't like something mm-hmm. how at ease are you to have a disagreement about something that, that do you take it personally or are you okay with disagreeing but understanding someone else's point of view and not taking it personally it's a really big one to accept that someone else can look at life differently to you but i always find that they're looking at it from a different angle so everything in their life will be different mm. i mean used to say our when we look at blue, it's the same color. Mm. Take off the mask and learn to express. Mm. I've already covered that. You know, be prepared to bump, be prepared to tumble, be prepared to crash and burn. I have done it many times and I often do it live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, if anyone saw our live video, you'll have seen a little bit of a nudging of the bar and going, what is going on? How do I turn this off? On there. But that's raw. That's real. That's that's you seeing an mm. intimate side of us. We went live. Why not? Mm. Let's give it a go. If we stuff up, that's okay. You know, no perfection needed. Ill- intimacy builds honesty. And the, the best way to not go into self-bashing is to appreciate. So my third top tip is when you... Um, when you want to build appreciation, do it with another person. Do it with someone who equally wants to give it a go and send them a message of appreciation every day on, I don't know, whatever app you want to use. I, but you have to send the appreciation about, appreciation about yourself, about who you are, mm. what you bring, what you've learned, how it's, how it's deepening your relationship with yourself. So you're dating yourself through appreciation, through the use of modern technology. I can only say it's a it's a fantastic thing to do. And if you want some inspiration, listen to the show on appreciation we did a few weeks ago. You'll get it all there. So the first one that I would say, and it's something that I do all the time myself, is when I'm with, say, with um, with a client or somebody that I'm meeting for the first time, I just go inside my body in other words just feel my body from the inside and just feel if I'm open to that person am I allowing them in 
Am I receiving all of them? Am I sharing all of me with them? Do I have any judgments running? Am I looking at them, scrutinizing them in some way? Have I got a premeditation? Did they walk in in a particular way and I went, oh, this person's going to be this kind of person? Mm, like judgments. Yeah. Mm. Or com- internal chatter and conversation. Exactly. So I, I reject all of that just, just to have a space that's open and free and one that 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 person could be deeply considered in so that I can actually feel them, allow myself to be very sensitive and just feel them. What are they sharing with me? They might be telling me a story, but is there something else going on under that story? What are they, what are they feeling in their body? I make sure that I make eye contact with them and that if there's... if if in any way I am distracted, then I ask myself, why am I being distracted? And if there's in any way something in me that um, arises as in like, oh, I didn't like what they just said then, just to feel that in those seconds that those moments happen and go, why am I reacting to this, to this situation? And for the most part, to allow myself to be super open and super free with them. So that's that's a practical tip from the body. I like the eye contact. It's yeah. a very it's very telling because when someone's distracted, they're not mm. they're not engaged with you at all and you're better to say, "Hey, look, we'll just catch up another time." But we we are open as a society. We know that eye contact means intimacy. Mm. Yeah, the window yeah. of our soul. They talk about the eyes, don't they? Exactly, and it's listening deeply to people, you know, and and being prepared to understand them. So they're giving off a lot of um, expression. They're in their movements, in their eyes. You know, th- things that you can feel in people's eyes that flash across their eyes, and what they're saying. Mm. And everything like that and so there's a lot to consider and you're you just sit there openly in a relaxed way inside of yourself in other words it demands you to be intimate with yourself vulnerable and sensitive and not covering anything covering any aspect of yourself and that allows people to melt in front of you and do the same so even the most closed person i've found can and can unfold in front of you and sometimes people start crying within the first 15 minutes of talking in a session together with us and they go they always say I don't know why I'm crying right now but it's because they've allowed themselves to be intimate because they can feel they're not being judged there's space there's not scrutiny they don't have to get it right you know yeah. what a huge relief they must feel to not be judged um although i can imagine that if i was walking along in the shopping center i would i would be my expression of that would be different than if i was in a counseling a counseling room and um although the level of intimacy is the same i wouldn't necessarily put someone else in the position that mm. that they would then feel that they had to open up and 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 be teary in that moment or or feel i don't know there's there's there it's a great point you're making lucy because i often check myself when i'm tired sometimes when i'm out in public and i just like oh 
I don't really want to talk to somebody yeah. and I can feel that my body is shielding in a way or it's moving in a particular way that shuts people out mm. and I have to go, I, Gabe, don't do that. Yeah. You know, just if you're tired, just surrender to the fact that you're tired and you can potter around rather than race through this moment and shut people out. You can still just, say to them, oh, look, still I'm a bit be quiet and tired at the moment. Yeah. I'll catch you later. So, yeah. Exactly. So that's that would be one of my first tips. And then I, I, th- I thought of another one when we were talking about trust. You know, when we were talking about learning to let go and trust with people. Yes. So I would say like if you're in a relationship and say in the past people have treated you in a certain way and you're scarred by a particular thing, when you meet somebody that affects a change with that, in other words, behaves in a completely different way that gives you an offering of trust, take it. Don't be stubborn Mm. and reject it and go, okay, well, how really prove to me you know you've got to this one person who's affected the change and done something in a loving way with you don't demand them to prove it Mm. before you you know again and again and again before you let go and say yes I'm going to actually take this on board and I'm going to allow myself to drop and let go of the things that have been um, barring my me being intimate with everyone else in the world. Mm. Okay, that's, uh, that's okay. Carry on. Right. We call the music. <laughs> little, little interlude. It's a little interlude. <laughs> I think it might be the next show, Getting Ready With Our Music. <laughs> yep, so I think one of the things that, um, that when you talk about the intimacy and you talk about... Um, letting that go, that judgment of another person and not expecting them to... So you can heal. So, so you, you can begin to heal. Yeah. It just, again, it's about saying what... what I, one of the things I didn't say was that um, the top tip was about a love bar. Mm. I think it's worth sitting down and actually mm. deciding right from the get-go yeah. what's below that love bar, what actually is unacceptable. Yeah. And yeah. and that's your benchmark for what you won't accept in a relationship. Now, you've got to accept that there are some things that you have accepted. So if you've been with someone for 15 years or five years or six months, however long it is, and they've got to know you a particular way, if you suddenly come along with your bar and tell them that everything about that is not okay anymore, <laughs> then they're going to be like, oh, do you want to give me any time to like see if we've got anything left? And um, what else? You know, maybe we could grow together. Or, um, you know, you're going to just walk away. But you've got to understand that you have you have been a particular way with the people in your lives and the relationship yeah. in your lives. So when you when you figure out what's above and below that, that bar, be honest with yourself as well. What have you allowed to be below the bar and above the, la, the mm. bar? What would you... The la, <laughs> the what would you like to be below the bar and above the bar? And what are the steps you build to get there? And constantly address where your love bar is yeah. mm. and what's acceptable and what isn't. And what's important within that, Lucy, is the level of intimacy that you're prepared to have in your relationship with yourself and others. And see that could come as a shock as you're saying to to a partner or a friend you're saying to a friend 
I'm not accepting this anymore. You know, things have changed for me. I'm, this is it. This is my bar now. Yeah. But if you haven't been intimate and communicated the change that's occurring in you along the way. Yeah. And so you just land this, this new bar on them. Yeah. That's way higher than what you've been living together, yeah. whether it's a couple or a friend. Yeah. There's, there is the evidence of the lack of intimacy Absolutely. in your life for the fact that you haven't been expressing it. Then it wouldn't be such a surprise. Yeah. It wouldn't and be girl- such a shock. Girlfriends who, who meet um, you know, regularly and one of them's always late, if you then stop inviting that person because they're always late but actually neglect to tell them that the reason why you, you, yeah. you, you know, you're not inviting them anymore is because they're always late or they always say no, if, if that hasn't been communicated, you don't give them the opportunity to actually respect themselves and the relationship and more it. and choose to change their ways to say, okay, I'm sorry, I'll let you down and I continuously let you down. I'll be more, you know, I would like to still be included in that group so I'll be more reliable. Yeah. And one of the things I would say that contribute, you know, that is worthy of always reflecting on and it's only, it's a very basic, um, it's at the basic foundations of relationships but it's, it is sadly lacking a lot in relationships and in society is decency. Mm. So, and I think we've talked about that on another program before, but it's very important to, you can't expect to have a level of, of, of love in your life. And this is, this is everything that your program is about is making our communities, our societies more, more loving in the truest sense of the word. Mm. You, you can't have that or it won't, you can call it love, but it won't be love if there isn't the basic foundations of decency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 always worthwhile to check that in yourself. I mean, you do get to a point where it's beyond that. That's that's your bar. You would never go below decent. But as a starting point, that's always something to to go back and reflect on. That's right. And you've got to work out as we said in that other show which is actually a very um, much listened to show. Yeah. What is what is my unacceptable and acceptable and is my my acceptable benchmarked against something that actually in someone else's house would be unacceptable. Yeah. So it's always worth sort of, you know, just peeking below the surface. And it does change. The, it more, does change. the more that you love yourself, the bar has to change. It, does, it doesn't have to, it just does. It just does. It just does. Yeah. It, it necessarily does because you start to... to to understand what you've been accepting that isn't very respectful of you or others or very honouring and the bar raises. Give a practical example of that. Um, getting ready for for work or having a, a shower and put, you know realizing that my skin was getting more and more dry, so I'd 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 put cream on my skin, but I'd you know I'd I'd just put it on. And then over time I now pay a little bit more attention to how I'm touching myself because if I do it in a rush and the way I used to do it now feels rough. So I haven't, I have paid attention to how I am showering and how careful I am with myself, but because I'm doing it everywhere, I'm starting to see little pockets in my life where I wouldn't necessarily have picked it up and now I go, oh no, that's rough, I can't do it like that. Mm. Making my bed, I can't just pull the doona up. I've got to make the bed so that I come back to that, that the way I've made the bed when I when I come to bed in the evening. Yeah. I can't just, you know, pull the cover up and say, oh, that'll do. Yeah, because what if it you... It changes. What if you've, you know, you've had some revelations about yourself that day and you've grown, you've deepened in the relationship with yourself 
and at the end of the day you go back to a bed that was made by the the person you at the yeah. beginning of the day that was didn't you know didn't have that expansion so you're going into an imprint that's not not it's not love. equal with where you're at <laughs> that's right that's right that's right so there's lots isn't there yeah. yeah and in truth you know talking about intimacy today we all should be a pro- on a program of intimacy mm. each and every one of us yeah. with ourselves and it actually is a real delight to understand yourself more by virtue of of discovering more intimate intimate stuff about yourself and as as your awareness grows and you deepen and develop in that you get to share so much more of yourself with other people which is so fulfilling and they get to feel you more and and they also unveil themselves or un, you know unfold themselves to you so it's a win-win situation across the board it's it's so beautiful to be in those moments as we've all felt this morning in the studio sharing yeah. and expressing together. Yeah. And um, you can feel how relaxed our bodies are in as we, as we're speaking with each other. So I myself have found personally in in all of my relationships that my personal responsibility to understand myself more intimately has absolutely evolved my relationship with myself but with everyone else too and I learned so much about other people from that Mm. so don't be afraid of other people in your life embrace them because that's where we see Mm -hmm. what our triggers are what's Mm. holding us back from intimacy yes yeah but we need to get to the nitty and gritty of this to be able to change the trajectory for the where the world is heading, what we take as normal and what we feel we're powerless against. And unless we do that, we're actually not going to change things on a global scale, let alone a local and personal and intimate scale. So are we prepared to open our hearts and be open and honest? or And are we prepared to go there ourselves? That's a, mm. one of the things that I've taken from the show today. Mm. Well, if we if we all were res- personally responsible for this, imagine you know all the people that feel wounded and scarred, and we all do to a degree. <coughs> if we took personal responsibility for that, then we wouldn't have so many people walking around feeling the need and and wanting the right to be able to um, just express how pissed off or frustrated or damaged they are about life and having a right to do that how angry Mm. they are exactly we'd have less of that because say they would have had a moment of intimacy with a friend and it wouldn't have escalated to that people would have understood people would have understood they would have shared they would have got it off their chest they would have settled they wouldn't be walking around in that disturbance and unsettlement And we wouldn't actually, we would call people to account quicker. So if someone did do something that was unacceptable, it would be jumped on quicker. It's true. And ourselves. There is no question these days for anyone, probably, and also probably from a very young age, with the exposure to, you know, device, digital devices with news on them and all that sort of thing. There's no question whatsoever that the world is a mess. Mm. But if we are using that as the excuse for us like if we look at the bigger pic that bigger picture mess that's going on but we focus all our our devastation on just that without bringing it back to onto the personal level so then we can 
be aggressive on the road with someone. We can, you know, yell at our partner. We can admonish our child or whatever because we're so upset about that. But we have to take it back to the individual level and go, well, what am I contributing? Mm. But with the mess the way it is, it can sometimes be in a, a convenient alibi not to look at our own stuff. You're mm. absolutely right. Mm. You're absolutely right. So, And we are the microcosm. We are mm. of the microcosm. Mm. We don't, I mean, we should not be surprised that we have the people in power that we do today, that we had the Brexit that we had, because there was an abdication of responsibility mm. a long time ago for us, for all the movements that happened on the planet and in the world to get to, to what we got. Um, we can't be surprised we've got global warming because of all the movements it's taken to get to this place. And, and therefore, we also can be the common denominator that, that actually lays a different footprint on this earth and yeah. in our lives. Thank you both very much for, for being part of us today. Pleasure, it's, it's been lovely thank being you. here with you. It's been amazing. And yeah. um, we've got some other shows lined up through the year. So I, I love the fact that you're, you know, you're coming back. You're old friends of the show now. Yeah, we love it. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, audience. Now, next week's show is, um, is really going to be quite different. It's um, the monthly Rotary show. And um, this week, uh, Ian and I are going to be focusing on one man's bid to climb seven peaks in four months. Steve Plain, who broke his neck surfing and has made this his his purpose um, and what he's worked on for his recovery. So feel free to listen live or to the podcast when you have a moment to sit, reflect and enjoy. So to close, what I say each week resonates once again today. Remember, regardless of what has or is happening to you in your life, you are and always will be you and you are amazing. The key is to reconnect to that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognize when your body is trying to tell you something's not quite right and then seek support with the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health, to build tools to address what you do not yet feel equipped to manage. Look for support in the community. It is there. And don't wait for life to come to you. Take yourself to life and be the change you want to see. The podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop Lucy website on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes is coming. And if you want to get updates, then remember to like the at Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page. Links to all of those spaces, by the way, are available on the Triple H program page, just in case there are too many words and names and things to follow there. Till next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you. Connect with the amazing people in our community. Be kind, be caring, be love, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.